Good morning, insurance industry, and welcome to Fun Insurance Solutions. My name is Ariel Rivera, and I am your host. Today, we have an amazing episode. Actually, this episode comes from an awesome conversation I had with Claire DiNicola from the 10th Company. Claire and I had an awesome discussion about how an insurance agency should build their tech stack, right? By tech stack, we mean their technology stack. What are the core system? What do you need to have to make your agency more efficient and in the end, more profitable? So I'm sure you're going to enjoy and love every second of this episode. Now, this episode is brought to you by AR Solutions. AR Solutions, listen to me, insurance companies and MGAs. We have your cyber solution. I know it's hard to find cyber insurance liability for your small business clients. I know it's hard to put that in your paper. I know it's hard to work on that filing. This is why we have done that for you. We have a cyber risk purchasing group that you can easily bolt on our cyber liability coverage for all your small business clients. So insurance companies and MGAs, email me at ar at cyberinsurance.services. Again, ar at cyberinsurance.services and let us help you take your company and your MGA to the next level. Now let's have some fun. So I put some questions over here, but the first one, it's all pegged off of that discussion that we had at the meeting down in Naples about the vendors kind of, and the agent saying, you know, well, we have service expectations, but the service expectations might be different if it's critical infrastructure versus, you know, we're sending out marketing emails. So, so I guess I would start with you and say in your agency and in your experience with other agencies, what do you consider to be critical infrastructure? So there's three main things, and that's a wonderful question because actually earlier this morning, I was discussing that topic with somebody else. There's there's three main things. Number one, you got to have the right phone systems, right? You got to have the the right agency management system, Mm -hmm. and you got to have the right uh, CRM tool for your agency, right? There's so much, I don't want to use the word noise in a bad sense, but there's so much tech out there. There's so many bells and whistles and gadgets, and there's so many great things. However, sometimes as an agency, you have to be very careful because you're going out there and you're buying all these systems to build an infrastructure, or as we discussed in our meeting uh, down in Naples, you know, build your tech stack. Right. Well, you end up buying so many stuff or or enrolling in so, so many stuff that you don't actually use everything. Right. So to me, like the three main ones, it's going to be agency management system. It's going to be a, a good phone system and it's going to yep. be a good CRM. The most important thing for all of those is for them to be able to communicate with each other. So, so you're dealing with one with record other, across yeah. all of them, right? Yes. Yeah. So they got to be able to communicate yep, and integrate. Mm-hmm. So Ariel, do you, so in your mind with those three things, A, B, and C, do you think it's the same for all agencies of all sizes that those that is the critical infrastructure. Like if you've got a startup agency today, um, should you be thinking about those things as first and foremost? Yes, that should be everything. If you're a, a one-man show, a right off the bat, one person, one producer, one owner. I mean, yeah. you got to have that because that's the, like right now, if you have the right phone system, um, mm-hmm. you don't have to have a physical phone. You can answer your phone through your computer. You can answer yeah. your phone uh, through your cell phone. We have an app from the company we use for our cell phone. So every call that comes into the agency, I see it on my phone 
and it shows up um, that it's coming from the agency and I can pick it up either on my cell phone or on my regular phone. Be or wherever. On my yeah. And then that phone is going to get recorded and it goes into our CRM. And then from the CRM, it pushes it out to the agency management system. So even a one person startup scratch agency, if you have the right tech and if you have the right infrastructure, you're going to grow and scale much more than the traditional way how it was done 20 years ago or or you know 30 40 years ago so and yeah and you just, and at the end it's going to save you money so right you're spending money but it's going to save you money right um in terms of this is a question that's not on the thing but i just thought of it as you were seeing it because i know that some of the legacy systems are still like client-based systems on your hardware versus SaaS-based systems. Do you have a point of view on that? Does it matter? To me, and I had a one of the largest uh, AMS in the in the country. I love them. I mean, they are amazing. But they promised me for, as you know, I travel a lot. Um, mm-hmm. They promised me for almost two years that they were going to be on the cloud, on the cloud, on the cloud. And every time I travel, I decide to take either my laptop or my Surface. So it depends where I'm going, how much work am I going to get done? Um, am I going to work on the plane or not? And for me, it, it was a little bit trouble that for you know, them being one of the largest one, they yeah. would not be able to be in the cloud. So mm-hmm. I, unless I had them install in my laptop or in my Surface, I would not be able to use the AMS, but I need to access my AMS 24-7. So, right. you know, to answer your question, to me, the most important thing that I would say is critical, I have yeah. to, it has to be web-based. Yep. It yep. has to be web-based. And I know, you know, a large agency, you know, with 150 locations might say, well, we need better securities and stuff like that. But at mm-hmm. the end of the day, you know, you always want to have access to your system. So there's security protocols, there's cyber liability insurance. You, you can go buy that policy. You know, right. you can do two-factor authentica- authentication. But at the end of the day, this got to be web-based. I got to be able to access it I online. agree with you. Yeah. And everything is, I mean, every other system we're using, right? I'm going to my bank as a consumer going to my banking system. Yep. It's real time, right? If it's down for maintenance, like that drives me bananas. Why yes. is you know, that two hour <laughs> window in the middle of the night or whatever? So P- the expectations are there that you're going to be able to do things in real time, yep. I would think. Um, so with those three systems occupying critical infrastructure place, what's your expectation for the uptime? So we just talked about sort of those maintenance windows, but is your expectation that there should be, you know, 24 hour service? If you if you're working on it for if you're in a different time zone and you need help on something, you should be able to access it like. Most of the systems right now, the the companies that create them, they do a wonderful job by creating also universities where they provide you with webinars and trainings. And most of them do a wonderful job when they give you what we need, which is a one, two minute video. Mm-hmm. I mean, we do not have time to sit down for two hours to watch. No. So it's like I'm writing a certificate of insurance at one in the morning um, after a long day of meetings with June PIA. And I got to write the certificate and I get right. stuck on something that I'm not finding. I can go to that portal to their university mm-hmm. or to their, you know, um, learning tab. And usually they will have videos around that. So so that's good. But on the other hand, you know, I tell you that more for agency management system, more for CRMs. Uh, but on the phone system, now that one, it's a little bit tricky because the most important thing is during hours of operations. And I know some agencies, you know, take 24-7 calls. We don't do that. Um, but at least you got to have 
the right company, the right customer service where I can call. And, and the reason I, I kept my phone system is because I actually, whenever the system is down or something happens, I just pick up my cell phone and I call them up and they get it resolved in under five minutes. That, wow. that service to me is critical because Worth remember everything. we depend on our phone. So right. Right. And so, that's yeah. the most critical. So um, what about, so you talk about self-help, like, so if you've got an issue with the certificate and you got to figure it out, you can log on with your question. Um, do they have live chat or no? Some of them do. Some of them okay. do. They, it's uh, it's a little bit, uh, and I know some people might not like this for me. Uh, it's a little bit annoying to me right now that it's <laughs> like before you would have a live chat, they try to give you like write a generic word wow. and yeah. I'll, and I'll just chat box you for 20 minutes trying to find yeah. the answer. That's to me, that's annoying. So annoying. No, if you're going annoying. on live chat, you want an answer. Yeah, might as well don't do you might as well don't even have a chat box. And again, this is only my opinion. But, no, I'm with you. <laughs> but yeah, but some of them will give you a live chat, which is good. Um, some uh-huh. of them will limit that live chat to working hours, uh, which is usually they would do like eight to seven PM yeah. um or something like that. Or even uh one of them actually does eight to ten PM. So uh-huh. because they work East Coast and West Coast. Um, but yeah, it's you do need that person every now and then. And we're so busy. And this is something I tell all tech companies that service agencies. They think they tend to think that for because they're creating videos and stuff like that, that that's the solution. No, it's not. No, it's not. There's gotta be someone I can email or call and schedule an appointment or even a quick um jump on a Zoom meeting or something right. like that, that can guide me or anybody in my team for, you know, a couple of minutes regarding a certain specific question like uh, commission reconciliation. So that mm-hmm. that that human one-on-one training, yeah. I'm still, maybe I'm old school, but I'm still a huge advocate about it because I, I mean, it's something you want to have. And again, I can watch videos, but I don't know what second and minute the video is going to show up. Right, um, right, right. You know yeah. what I'm exactly looking for, where sometimes just a 10 second call can be done. And then I got to watch a five minute video or a 10 minute video. And, and I'm not saying I'm lazy. I'm just saying to have the no, option. I get of, it. You know, I'm I don't learn with a video. So I know that lots of people do. It works for my son, but that wouldn't no. be a choice if you guys I, gave me a different choice. So no. um, how about your nice to have system? So on top of this infrastructure layer, there are other things you're using. Well, we're using, for instance, Zoom today. Zoom, and yep. Yeah. In fact, we kind of just did a whole thing, right, on how to how to rally in the moment and create another way to talk to each other in the moment, right, which you might have to do with a client. Um, but are your expectations in how you look at that next layer? Do they have to talk to your critical infrastructure? Is it less important? And what kind of falls in there, Ariel, for you? So for me, that will be more like um, sending video proposals, for example, Mm -hmm. Um, things like sending birthday cards and where you can do basically digitalize all that now. You can also have, we use systems, for example, like Loom video. So every Mm -hmm. now and then a client will have many questions, but we don't, you know, we can't uh, schedule something that we can meet over Zoom. We use Zoom a lot, like you mentioned. Uh, we use Loom video, whereas I can record my screen and record myself, and then we'll send them a link with a password, and then that that client only will act will be the only one accessing that one. So mm-hmm. right now it's huge. I tried it. It's all trial and error. I did yeah. video proposals for a year. 
when I get a system, I like to try it for at least three to six months minimum. Uh-huh. And the video proposals are beautiful. They make you look awesome, makes you look professional. But the conversion for me, at least for me and my type of client, was very low. So I just uh-huh. ditched that one. I decided not to use it They anymore. didn't really I, like it. They no. didn't really like it. Clients were like, I'm not going to watch. Same thing we were talking about. I was like, I'm yeah. not going to watch a five-minute okay. or ten-minute video of you explaining. Right. Of course, because I'm more of an insurance nerd, I tend to explain quotes a little bit more than what the yeah. traditional uh, sales producer-oriented uh, agent would do. So I try to go, you know, if we talk about the dwelling and other structures, this is what it means. And so I go a little bit more into detail. So maybe that was one of the reasons. But I tell you, the conversion ratio wasn't too high. I have friends, they own agencies, they only do video proposals and their conversion rate, it's like 89%. And that's awesome. You know, it works for them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, under that all that whole additional level, like their systems, for example, right now, which one of them is really good, it's for intake forms, right? Whereas, you know, your client goes to the website or some, or you're doing cold calling and now you're going to a system and this program is designed for you to get, once you get the home address, the system will connect with the county record or that address and pull out everything. The permits, the last year the roof was done and things like that. Those are what I call the bells and whistles where they can complement your agency. They are yeah. really good. Uh, and again, yeah. this is just... I mean, I'm just mentioning three or four things. There's probably like yeah. 80 of them. Um, there's so much tech going on now. There's also the Raiders, right? So it depends right. which state do you work in. Some people say, why don't you use a Raider area? You're crazy. Well, Raiders don't work in Puerto Rico or Florida. Or at least they don't work properly or they don't work too much. So you have to go into the individual company portals to get the rate. One by one, yes. (laughs) Because it's the only way to get the actual rate. So I'm I'm very conscious about, you know, I don't want to send you a quote for your audit and say, yeah, you're going to pay $2,200 a year. But then the raider gave me that. And I'm, I'm not saying raiders are bad. Raiders are awesome. Where they but work. if you just can't use them, but I just because to me they're not yeah. as effective. So we don't provide a quote. Like some people will do premium indication. It's like just give right. me your you know your name and your address and your vehicle VIN number and give me your date of birth and I'll give you a premium indication. We don't do that. We mm-hmm. do a full quote. We're running the reports. We do all that. So mm-hmm. that's why to me maybe a raider is not worth it. But for some other agencies, it's amazing. Also, you have the carrier capability, right? So whether the carrier works with the Raider, whether you have 20 carriers or 30 carriers, or you only have two or three of them. Mm-hmm. So if you go to Miami, Southeast Florida, you only have one carrier, which is citizens. So, so mm-hmm. and, and I don't mean to mention any names, but no, but, I won't know, write an article, like, but well, you can mention them with me. That's yeah, fine. yeah. So it's like, why would I, you know, buy a pay for a Raider where you only have right. one carrier? So, right. but yeah, you there's plenty more. Something with the video proposals, the the idea of having a success metrics and you had in mind, I'm thinking when you signed up with them that, hey, I want to convert X amount or I want to see my conversion rates go higher or whatever it is that. Insurance companies and MGAs, I know it has been so hard for you to find a cyber insurance solution for your commercial portfolio. This is why I strongly encourage you to visit www.cyberinsurance.services to learn more about the Cyber Risk Purchasing Group that will give you access to a cyber policy that is admitted in all 50 states and you can easily bolt on to your current commercial portfolio. Think about this. There's no filings, no application, no risk to your paper, 
no claims handling. I mean, it can't get any better than that. You will now have a solution for your commercial clients. More importantly, you will be making tons of revenue. So again, visit www.cyberinsurance.services to learn more and to contact us. Let's keep having fun. How important is it that somebody, especially with that next level of the tech stack, right? The things that aren't critical infrastructure, that you be thinking about what the outcomes or KPIs that you want to occur based on that technology so that you're measuring against something. You know, you're, you said you try it for three to six months, but you have some idea what you want it to look like. Yes. And I can, and I can easily track in terms of, okay, we're going to use this for X amount of months. We're going to send it only for homeowners insurance and let's see the conversion for two months. And then let's do the video proposal, for example, for auto insurance as well. And let's see the conversion. So we're able to track it because that's under my metrics, right? So on, on, right. on the procedures I established, that's what I want to use. And I want to make sure because you have to be very careful, Claire. In, a, in an instant, you can be paying $2,500, I mean, $2,500 to $5,000 a month just in systems and tech. So mm-hmm. it, it gets wild. It gets very yeah. wild. Yeah. And, and can go way up. There's, yes. And, and this technology is not cheap. It is good. Right. It's supposed, you know, you pay $300 a month, for example, for a CRM. Well, the CRM is sending out 20 emails and 20 text messages. So, yeah, you're getting the return on investment there. But some other tech, if you're not really using it, you're not getting your full ROI. Mm-hmm. So so you got to be very careful when you invest in technology. And if you do, you got to use it and you got to track it. And I'm telling you all this, and I can be the first one, 100% honest to tell you, even I don't know how to use my CRM, for example, 100%. I probably the only the guy that built it knows how to use it 100 (laughs) percent. The rest of us that we might be a 99, 95, 90. The average agency will probably be at 70 percent because they do so much. But unless you take the time to build Mm -hmm. it the way you want to use it for your agency and your team, which takes a lot of time. And it takes a lot of reviewing and a lot of redoing it. And you, of course, were able to try my CRM and my onboarding process. And all the points of contact. And you told me it took to build that in. In fact, you just wished me a happy birthday the other day. It wasn't my birthday. No, it was a fake birthday. It was a fake birthday, but happy birthday either way. (laughs) (laughs) But I was glad to get that message. Anyway, um, that's interesting what you're saying. When about the expense are you when you're signing up for these things are you locked in for a period of time are they annual contracts or it all depends or that's the best question ever that's a wonderful question because most of them they would not give you an annual contract or something and that is good and Mm -hmm. i'm a true believer in that um because most of them would say try it you know even the ones that will probably give you a one-year contract is because you're buying like a premium version of the program. Um, mm-hmm. But most of them, you can buy the most simple version or or even a, a, a more robust version and you would still not have an annual contract. You can okay. just leave any time. Leave any time. Yep, okay. Yep. And I do like that because yeah. it's, again, it doesn't, it's, this is not a one size fits all. It, it depends right. on your needs. You know, you talk right. to guys like Chris Paradiso all the time, you know, he uses Donna and he uses this mm-hmm. other data tracking measuring system where he's just at a whole nother level. I tell him it's like there's you and probably eight or nine more agents and agencies in this country that will manage their agency that way. That level. Yeah. Uh, that level. There's I don't know many of them. You know, somebody like Keith Sabino. He he's yeah. 
well in you know ingrained into the systems and he knows how to extract the data the right way but the regular mm-hmm. agency is mostly selling policies and servicing clients right. so right. once you get to that level then you might start thinking about more technology and then now start segregating data and how many life insurance policies are you cross-selling all that is done now with just those systems yeah so ariel years ago People used to say, all right, the most critical infrastructure for the agency, agency management system. Nobody really talked about CRM very much. And the phone system was the hard phones that you had in your office, right? It wasn't even VoIP. So, and and this may be looking out in the future a little bit, but do you see other things becoming more important to that critical infrastructure? Or do you think we kind of have it with those three things? So I think it's, Again, it's going to depend the agency size, the agency appetite, how much they want to grow, how much they're willing to invest their time, not their money, their time Mm -hmm. in technology into creating those, you know, not creating, but using those systems and integrating them with your agency processes, your agency culture. You know, right now you can buy a CRM. I mean, not buy, but start using any CRM. Most of them will already give you the content and the copy that you Mm -hmm. got to use for the renewals. But Mm -hmm. I tell everyone, and even when I teach or speak at conference, I say, you still got to go in and edit that and make it yours, okay? Mm -hmm. I'm not saying don't use what they're giving you. What they're giving you is great, but you still got to use your own words. You got to have your own culture, you know, integrated into what you're sending out. So Mm -hmm. you get a text message and an email for birthday. Some agencies only send a text message. So we just like to, you know, Make sure you get hit twice because it means we really care because that's our within our bodies, right? Mm-hmm. But when you go back to the actual infrastructure, I think those three for many years will be um be the ones will be the ones that will, you know, now you can integrate AI for chat box. You and I saw, you know, what those guys brought to the right. uh, tech panel where now even okay. assistance for you know through AI and they can pick up the phone and answer and many other things. So there's going to be a lot of growth. I think AI is going to just help us grow a lot more. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's a matter of where is this going to take us from the legal standpoint, from the ENO standpoint, and the infrastructure. If you keep it between those three, mm-hmm. you should never have a problem and you should be very successful. So just, and I just have a few more questions. So going back to where you said up front, the three systems need to talk to each other. What's your view of that? So there's integration and then there's people's idea of what integration is. And I know it varies, right? If something is really integrated or, so what do you, what do you think mean when you say they, they need to talk to each other? So the integration would happen either internally between those systems because they already have their open APIs and all that technology uh, that we don't have to get into all that. But some of them, you know, between companies like the VoIP uh, phone systems already reach out to a lot of AMS, a lot of CRMs say, I want to integrate with you. Let's just work on the back end. So when you went to your, with your AMS, you made sure that whatever phone system you were using in AMS were integrated to that degree that the same record would pass back and forth. Yeah, and you would see even other systems like other the bells and whistles, you know, the additional technology that you're going to integrate in your agency. Even if they don't integrate or communicate, agency, especially young agents right now, are so tech savvy that they use Sapir. They use different different resources. And that's fine. That's enough. That's enough to make it communicate. But yeah, but if you, the, the real integration happens on the back end, whereas you call me right now. And then, like, for example, when I call your cell phone earlier, 
the system, my computer will pop up a tab with my CRM with your name right there because it's reading that. So, and it can happen with the, either it's a soft phone or my cell phone or the agency phone. It doesn't matter. It's all integrated. So I will see you on my CRM and I will see you on my AMS. So that's pretty cool. But it all happens on the back end. I didn't work on anything. I just connected the systems once yep. I enroll with them. Yep. So it's less of an issue today than maybe it was even five years ago. Really. Oh, yes. Or even two years years. ago. Yeah. yeah. I think I think COVID out of the horrible things that we went through with COVID, one of the good things was it advanced us many, many years. Mm-hmm. And, and even for those systems. Like you, if the amount of systems that started communicating and integrating in 2020, Mm -hmm. I swear it was probably record numbers because people were spending more time figuring out how to be more effective while Mm -hmm. working from home. Mm -hmm. So, so you will get emails every day. Hey, we now do this with your AMS. Hey, we now do this other stuff with your CRM. (laughs) So, So that part was very interesting to see how it developed. Good. Um, so, and you talked about this briefly, I have a question on it. I don't know how much we want to delve into it. You talked about security and, you know, the security needs might be different for, uh, depending on the agency type and size and all these other things versus in the cloud. Is there anything with security we need to be talking about? I know it can open a whole other set of doors. So. Well, the basic stuff, you know, the two factor authentication and, you know, once you, if you have a, uh, written protocols, you know, with your employees and your team. Hey, if you lose your cell phone, this is your next step. This right. is what you got to do. Um, and, and more importantly, you got to have a cyber liability policy, right? You don't want to be selling insurance and you don't want to cover your own self. Um, right. you got to have a good one because yep. like right now we're working on, on a program for Puerto Rico and Puerto Rico was trying to get hacked all across the board over two billion times last year. Florida was tried to get hacked like over 8 billion times last year. Mm-hmm. And these are numbers from companies like 14Net, which, you know, this is what they do. Yeah. Um, they work yeah. on security. And it's a matter of time that they're going to keep attempting. And they go, it's just, it doesn't, you you will only see on the news, you know, uh, the Caesars Palace got hacked or, right. or stuff very impactful and meaningful, but you don't see on the news the everyday the yeah. small business, you know, gas station owner, the little, I don't know, restaurant down the corner, they got hacked. And now they're asking for a $50,000 ransom or even $100,000 ransom. So right. same thing happens with insurance. Actually, I think one of the AMS was hit two years ago. I forgot the name, but one of them actually got hit. So if you were part of that AMS, and, and again, they did a wonderful job in terms of security and, and, and being able to recover. And I think nothing too bad happened, but, mm-hmm. but still it did happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, we, we carry a lot of data. Remember, we yeah. take almost every personal identifiable information from every client. Yeah. Yeah. Good. All right. This is great, Ariel. So I think I got, is there anything you want to add that we didn't cover? The only thing I would say is, and, and, and we discussed this already earlier, it's, it's I encourage everyone, whether you're a scratch agency startup or you're a seasoned veteran, you know, with 50 locations, if you're going to implement a system into your agency or you're going to use a due to piece of technology, Learn it, learn it yourself or assign somebody that would learn that technology and and make sure you're going to use it, but also make sure you can establish the right KPIs to measure Mm -hmm. that return on investment. Because again, you would probably go to 80% of the agencies all across the country and there's one or two pieces of tech that they maybe use once or twice a month only. 
And I'm not saying they're bad. I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just saying it's, you're probably paying for paying it. So it's a, right. you're not paying it till you actually use it. So right. what's the best way to learn it? So if you're the head of to the- To learn the technology? Oh, I yeah. would, I mean, and, and of course, you know, I never had a, a hundred location agency or something like that, but not I would yet. always- Not yet. That's true. Not yet. But I will always say the agency owner or the manager or whoever is in charge of implementing that- they got to try to learn that technology the most. Mm -hmm. So uh, what I did with my team in Puerto Rico, for example, I will be the one to get the demos, to get everything. If I like it and I think it's useful, let's do another demo. I will bring everybody in because they're Mm going to be using it more than me. And Mm -hmm. then I will try to maximize my knowledge on it to show them. But because they're the ones using it every day more than me, then they will update our procedures. They will update the way we use the technology. They will make recommendations. At first, they will come to me. Hey, why don't you recommend Claire from this technology company to do this change? But then I'll be like, no, why don't you do it yourself? Because you're going to be able to explain it better than me. So learn the technology, have your team learn it. and, And more importantly, make sure that there's changes you want to do, I bet you every technology company is super open for recommendations because that's how they get better. They usually get a piece of technology. They choose a couple of agencies to work around it, to throw a pilot program or any changes, and then they'll go out. Yep. So, yep. so yeah, feel free to speak up. And if you don't understand it, you don't like it, and you feel like you're not going to use it, then stop paying for it because you're just throwing your money away. That's true. All right. That's great. I think we covered a lot. So I'm yes. going to organize in a bunch of ways. That- Perfect. Okay. Awesome. All right. Thank you, Thanks Claire. a lot, Ariel. Have thank you for overcoming way. the technical challenges. Oh, no, thank you, too. <laughs> All right. You, Bye. too. Have a good weekend. Bye-bye. Likewise.